If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're going to talk about this new movie, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Let's go to the best movie critic in all the land, T.M. Powell. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? Hey, how impressed are you that Will called out Falling Down? That's a good movie reference. I I thought of it. I thought of that movie as soon as I read that story. And, yes, I am very impressed because Will's not old enough to remember that movie. (laughs) I just watched it actually, like uh, I don't know, a year ago, maybe. Okay, it's a great film. I'll tell you, when it comes to about like people just snapping, I mean, that movie is way ahead of its time. It's out like in the mid '90s, and where people like didn't know what to think of it because, you know, they didn't like you know you're kind because, I mean, it takes a turn halfway through it. The first part, you're kind of like, yes, this guy's right. He has the point, <laughs> you know. Right. But yeah. then it just goes real south quick, you know, and. It, and, and he's way more of a destructive force. Uh, but as far as, like, acting goes, I think that's, like, one of Michael Douglas's underrated roles. He's fantastic in it. Yeah, Absolutely. that was a weird time, too. Like, the, like the, it was early 90s, I guess, maybe mid-90s. And things were good. That was, like, the milk and honey days, truly, where <laughs> – and I guess audiences probably did have – like, what is this guy's problem? Everything's fine. It's great. Now everybody, yeah. I think, would definitely understand and, and relate a, a little bit more to this guy in, in 2022 than in 1992. And I know it's supposed to be serious, but the scene in, in the fast food restaurant with, with the breakfast is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's just so funny, just that how that whole sequence goes down. And then he doesn't even get breakfast at the end. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that whole part. It yeah, is true. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm looking it up. It was in 1993. Uh, it made 96 million dollars. Pretty good for 1993. Not bad. Um, uh, yeah, it got a rating of 7.6. Uh, so yeah, uh, shocker that it did as well as it did. But yeah, you're right. 1993, kind of a good year. You know, that was when. Uh, you know, I um I I was uh, I was in college. I was you know grown ass man in 1993, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. Everything seemed to be going okay. I guess we were in like uh, we were wrapping up like the Gulf War, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, it was it was all right. It was good. We weren't we weren't quite into the internet yet. We were a few years away from that, so we didn't have that distraction. It was uh, it was good. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, I was a kid, so it was great for me. It was awesome. Good for you. Good for you, Will. Um, and we were only what uh, thirteen years away from Avatar. So the, the yeah, first one. it's been forever since we had the last one. And, I know. You know. I mean, it's been a while. And I know every time James, James Cameron does something, it's special. Like I, I've said that to people, you know, when they were kind of even being almost dismiss, dismissive about this movie. I'm like, you do realize like when he does stuff, it's usually pretty big. Titanic, uh, you know, the Avatar, Terminator 2, you know, even stuff like True Lies, Aliens. I mean, Cameron has a really 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 good track record i mean when it comes to making movies do i wish you would make more do i you know do i wish i had to wait this long for an avatar sequel 
you know, of, of, of course I would, you know, want him to do more. But this is just the style he goes with. Now, I'll tell you, though, that leaves some big expectations because, I mean, I know we've had all the Marvel movies since then. But once upon a time, Avatar was the, you know, box office champ. I mean, mm-hmm. most money out there. I mean, just made a ton of money, changed the way we watched movies. So if you're going to wait this long to do a sequel and come back, you're going to be judged different. Johnny, you understand that, right? It, it, sure. Th- this movie's different. You're going to get judged different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, it changed the way. Like, I never saw people really dive into watching the movies in 3D like like they did um, during Avatar and even after Avatar. It, it kind of started the whole 3D option, you know, I, IMAX 3D and all that stuff. Um and uh, I think that's what people liked about it was the vis- the visuals, to me, more than the story. I thought the story was Pocahontas, really. But, you know, there's only so many plots you can really you can use without looking like another plot. But the movie visually was stunning. But now every movie is stunning visually. So, like you said, they're going to have to do something above and beyond to get a good rating. What did you think? Well, I would say that this film is stunning again, even by today's standards. Like you said, it changed it. But, I mean, Johnny, it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, just some of the shots in 3D. I mean, you know, they're using water, which we all know Cameron has, like, kind of an affection for when it comes to, like, Titanic, even the abyss. You know, he loves water, you know. And, I I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. Do I think that they spend maybe a little bit too much time of that three-hour and ten-minute running time with a lot of beauty shots? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think you could have easily trimmed 30 to 40 minutes out of this film. Uh, And I, I I really mean that. It's also overstuffed with characters. There are a lot of characters in this film. I think the last one you kind of focused in on that core group, you're meeting, you know, new aliens this time around. Uh, there are new characters. Jake Sully's family's grown. So they're trying to do a lot with a whole bunch of different characters, and you're trying to catch up quick. So I do think that hurts the film a little bit, too. But the one thing that James Cameron can do is a third act. I mean, look at all his movies. All his movies have huge third acts. I mean, obviously, Titanic, it's written for him. We know what happens right. in the third act. But that third act is wild. But let's just take some other films, Aliens. Terminator 2, True Lies, uh, The Last Avatar. He knows how to go out with the bang. So even if you are kind of sitting in some of those beauty shots being like, come on, dude, what are we doing here? You know, mm-hmm. we've seen these space whales enough. Let's, let's move on to something. When you get to that third act, it's awesome. It really is. Now, overall experience, it's a good movie. I thought it was good. Does it have problems? Like I said, overstuffed. You know, in terms of characters and even running time, yes, there's no doubt about it. It could have been a tighter film if you went maybe eliminated a couple characters and probably cut down about 40 minutes of the film. But still, it's a humongous spectacle, and it's a James Cameron film. It's worth the price of admission just to kind of kick back in the chair and just watch the pretty visuals. So I'm still recommending it. Is it the same impact and feeling I had when I watched the first Avatar? No, it's not. Yeah, so it would be like the first Avatar was 2020 Tom Brady, and this Avatar is more 2022 Tom Brady. No, not that bad. Ah! <laughs> not that bad. 
Uh, th- there is a lot of things to enjoy in Avatar. <laughs> so it hurts. I, I, I don't want people to come away thinking I didn't like it. That's not the truth. Did I have right. some problems with it? Yeah. Did I also say I was going to hold it to a higher standard? Of course. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry that you're an Avatar film. You were a humongous film, cultural impact, and then, you know, you wait forever to come back and long-awaited sequels. Like we always talk about, Johnny, you, you're setting yourself up for lofty expectations that you can't meet. I will go back to saying this again. That's why I think Top Gun Maverick should be nominated for Best Picture. It defies yeah. everything. You know, it defies everything when it comes to that. And that's why I still think that it deserves to be in the Best Picture race. And you saw it got nominated at the Globes. So did Avatar. A lot of other films are in there. But I, I keep going back to that, you know, thing about the long-awaited sequel for a movie like that. To do what they did to make a better movie than the original with that legacy, with those expectations, to make just a really, really good and well-made movie. I think that's what that film deserves to be nominated for Best Picture, in my opinion. There you go. Um, so Avatar dropping right before Christmas. Do we have Christmas Day movies that are that are you know that are that have any kind of anticipation? I know they're they're dropping a biopic on us pretty stealthily. I just saw a Whitney Houston movie, and I thought it was a, a an SNL prank when I saw the trailer. But I was like, okay, I think that's a real movie. I don't know what's going on with that. That's no, like Titanic. I have my screening next Tuesday for that. So yeah, no, that's a real thing. That's one of the yeah. Christmas Day movies. Uh, it's another long-awaited sequel. They're you know doing another Puss in Boots movie from the Shrek universe. I mean, it's been eight years since that movie. I mean, kids' movies get pumped out all the time. So I've heard that movie's good too. Uh, you know, I'm screening for that next week. But it's kind of like who really wanted that? But still, you know, you put a kids' movie in the theaters at Christmas. Everybody's off. You're looking for something to do. A film like that can do really well. I mean, same thing with Avatar. Avatar is going to do well. For one thing, it's all, all the tickets are going to have. 3D on it. You're, you're going to have a hard right. time probably finding it in standard. You're going to have to see it in 3D. So there's the extra money. If you see it in the Dolby, that's extra money. Um, the only thing that could hurt it is maybe those three-hour, you know, that three-hour running time. But let's be honest, Johnny. I mean, Wakanda Forever has been dominating on its own for this last month, basically playing in every theater. I have a sneaking suspicion Avatar is basically, if you go to the movie theaters, it's going to be probably playing at six or seven theaters at a movie theater that would have like 12 theaters. It's going to be that dominant in terms of screen. Right. Well, there you go. Um, now, are they going to remaster and show any classic Christmas movies at a theater? I don't. I know during the pandemic, like 2020, they did that in you know limited time and limited release, like in, in areas that weren't hit as hard and had uh, kind of lighter restrictions, but... I think I would be more apt to, like, uh, go Christmas Day and watch Elf on the big screen or watch, you know, Christmas Vacation on the big screen. Is Do, do they do that? Well, I know the Ruskin Drive-In out by us, they're doing Christmas movies right now this time of year. And if it all goes to plan, like the weather people are saying it is, it's going to get colder. So, like, you know, sometimes the drive-in can be hot and bugs. Yeah. Lots of bugs. That's part of the problem I have sometimes with the drive-in, uh-huh. in, you know, in, in the summertime. But it's a neat experience, especially if you're going to go see an older movie. So you're not, you know, spending an arm and a leg like you would with Avatar where you're looking at probably $25 a ticket. You know, to go see it at a normal time where, you you know, you could go to the drive-in and see Elf and, you know, see Christmas Vacation. So I think they're playing some movies like that. I know Tampa Theater does the same thing as well. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I still like watching Christmas movies this time of year. I mean, it's fun. I was watching Gremlins earlier tonight, which is totally a Christmas movie. Don't Yes. Know. No, it is. So is uh, 
So is uh, uh oh god why am I brain farting it Yippee Mother uh, uh Die Hard Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie um but yeah oh speaking speaking of weather Paul Delgado I saw yesterday he has a future cast Christmas Eve Christmas Day he said could be the coldest in 30 years big cold snap big yeah. big so hopefully I know the I know it's gonna be chilly this weekend rain coming in tomorrow and then. And then uh, nice and chilly, lows in the 40s and 50s. So that'll be nice. You know, you need that to get a little Christmas spirit going. Um, I'm out of wedding mode now. Now I'm trying to get fully into Christmas mode, like, uh, and really enjoy it. And it's a it's a good time for it. Uh, the bucks aren't helping as far as holiday cheer. It, it does feel like a nostalgic uh, December when it comes to Buccaneer football. I know we always try to talk a little bit about that, but man, like. Uh, you saw that game on Sunday. I didn't. I was well. You. I don't know. You were with me at the wedding. Did you go no, back and watch it, it later? I was with you. I was yeah. You get married. <laughs> yeah, it was better. I but I went back and watched the replay on Monday. I watched at least three quarters of it and I turned it off. But um, yeah, because just like the Whitney Houston movie, we know the tragic ending to that to that story also. Um, Really, really bad. And I look, I I don't have confidence in this team. Like they have four more games, and everybody's saying they're still going to win the division and, and win the playoffs. I don't know they are. I don't know if they'll win another game the way they're playing. I think they'll be nine and eight and win the division. That's my opinion. <sighs> I, I think I, I, this weekend's going to be tough. I mean, it's, listen, and this is why I thought it was so major that they won the game not this past week in San Francisco, but the game before that because. I knew they were going to go to San Francisco and struggle. There was no way they weren't going to go to San Francisco and struggle, and no matter who the quarterback was. It's a lot right. about that defense, and also the San Francisco just run it down your throat. Uh, but this Bengals game is going to be tough too. So I, I don't have high hopes for this for this weekend, uh, but I do think they'll probably win the Arizona game, and then I think they'll finish out their divisional games. I mean, honestly, Atlanta's going to start a rookie quarterback. I, the Carolina game, I know they've had some fluky games, and I'm probably making excuses for them, but I still think that they'll 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 beat Carolina a second time around. I just I don't know. But mm. even in the San Francisco game, I went back and watched some stuff. I'm not trying to defend them, but it was almost like nothing went their way. And like anytime something good happened, we get negated and brought back, or you know something would just you know it's one of those games where it just all starts to just fall apart on them at once. I mean that—that's yeah. really what happened with them. I mean, you know, I, I said you know there were there were some weird funky calls. You know, back I mean, everyone's ready to just throw Donovan Smith out the window oh now. Oh my god, I mean, dude! I, I I don't know what's going on with him. I do know that he's been really good for us in the past, but obviously something's <sighs> going on this year. So I hope yeah, he's not good. out of it, but. He's had the spotlight on him. Like, I mean, I hate to say this, back like when it was with Kenyatta Walker. I mean, I it's mean, bad. It's like just he, like every time. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this Monday. He's leading the league in penalties against him, and he's he's costing touchdowns. I mean, you you had to you know what looked like yeah, yeah points on the board. Like was, That's the big thing. Points on right. the board. When I watched that first quarter, and I tweeted this out when I was watching the replay, it was seven nothing San Francisco, and then. Brady hits Mike Evans for what seventy-five yard touchdown. Now it's about to be seven to seven, and the Bucks are going to have a head of steam, all kinds of momentum, and then Donovan Smith another holding penalty negates a seventy-five yard touchdown. What do you think that does to the rest of the team? I mean, the air just completely yeah. goes out of the team, and it's big. You know, this guy, one dude, is costing them a lot of points, and then 
and I, I blame the coaches as much as him because I was telling Will, it's accountability. You think Donovan Smith is going to come to the sideline and face Bruce Arians, you know, with the same kind of attitude if he's committing those kind? Bruce would lose his mind. Like, he would bench him. He would absolutely bench him. I saw him bench a guy in Arizona for taking his parking spot. Like, you just don't mess around. There is no accountability on the team. They, 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 the coaches just let anybody do whatever they want to do. Yeah. It's crazy. They're not afraid of anyone. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're not, they're not afraid of anyone. That's, and that's part of it, you know, and we'll see if they snap out and listen, if they get in, they get a home game. There's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen, but, uh, they got to get in first, but I honestly do think they'll get in, but I think it could be a really ugly get in at nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. I will. We'll see what happens either way. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna let it ruin my Christmas. I'm just not gonna let it do it. I'm not gonna let it do it. You know, well, we always have 2020 and we always have 2003. They can never take it away. They can never take it away. Uh, TM, uh, hopefully we'll get you uh, soon on another one. Uh, give me real quick before we let you go um, your top five Christmas movies. That way everybody knows what they got to go to Netflix, what they got to go to Prime, what they got to do uh, to watch these movies before Christmas Day. They have. Uh, 11 days to watch these movies. Give me your quick top five best Christmas movies. Okay, go with Elf. Elf's number one across the yes. board. Everything's awesome in it. Hilarious. Elf's awesome. You're not going to go wrong with Christmas Vacation either. Yes. It's a funny comedy. There's a lot of great lines in it. Uh, it's you know a little racy, but that's good. It's fun. Christmas. Go like it. Three, you're going with Die Hard. Don't tell me it's not a Christmas movie. Everything in that whole plot, that whole story revolves around Christmas. That is a Christmas movie. Four, you want to go with the staple. It's easy. We're all used to it. We're indoctrinated to it. Christmas story. Go with that. Five, yes. honorable mention. I mean, honestly, Gremlins. I love Gremlins. I, you know, give me a little bit of horror with my Christmas. I love Gremlins. But I will tell you, out of the new school stuff, if you get a chance to see Violent Night, Violent Night is Ooh, awesome. I, heard. I absolutely love that. Awesome. Well, Tim, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks again for you and, and your beautiful wife being at the wedding and just enhancing the whole thing. It was awesome. We really appreciated you guys being there. It made us so happy. Um, and, uh, and and hopefully we get you back for uh, another movie review. You said you got a couple of good ones you're watching this week coming up. Maybe we can get you back on um, as soon as we're back on. So we'll see. we got to check the lightning schedule and vacation schedules and all that. It's Christmas. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match must keep IRA for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC